let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy AC. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. SARS must end. And for SARS to end, we must develop new habits. Facts. 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 For those of you who do not understand what SARS is, we're not referring to the acute respiratory disease, although that too must end. Yeah. Because we do know that COVID is a form of SARS. That is, yeah, you're right, that's true. COVID is a form of SARS. But SARS essentially is a special department that is based in Nigeria, working work in, in conjunction with the police and the arms of policing. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much they have been given the mandate to carry out, you know, pretty much executions mm-hmm. and their own trials, pretty much extort individuals unchecked and um, be the judge and the executioner, you know. There's been no separation of powers mm-hmm. in this in this element where they've aimed to execute this British democracy and SARS is just right now such a symptom of a of an overall poison that still curses through the region mm-hmm. which is known as Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's a shame because we look along a lot of the previously colonized landmarks within the African continent because a lot of people will be confused and thinking that the whole of Africa was colonized mm-hmm. here and here and there and that this colonialism meant that every single person was working in cooperation with the European forces which engage in such colonialism. I mean, you know, it's, it's not often we read about Chinese modern day colonialism mm-hmm. right now, but yeah. that off the bat because everyone had their empire in it yeah. and different empires are known for different things. But yeah. this particular type of empire, this British colonialism and then, you know, the European forces having been constantly attacking African continent for hundreds of years, if not thousands, starting with the, mm-hmm. the Portuguese, you know, as soon as they got whiff of Mansa Musamali's wealth and understood what people in the Yoruba land regions were doing, they were automatically ready to start um, attacking within the African regions, which is which is essentially why, when the British troops and the British kind of like imperialist troops landed, they kind of landed in a place called Lagos within Africa, mm-hmm. and that Lagos was you know came about in I think it's the nineteenth century, during the time when the Portuguese were receiving people from from African countries due to whatever type of extortion and merchant business going on. So, you know, it is a lot I just dived into. Yeah. But there's a reason, because there's no cause about, you know, there's no effect about cause. Nope. And this modern day 
extension of SARS is the same brutality that is known for Facts. black skin globally. Facts. And it's not even like individuals, it's everybody has a defensive internal mechanism against black skin and it's almost been drilled and reaffirmed more you know, in our previous media, because it's weird to talk about the media now and say, oh, the media's doing this, doing that, because directly now we've seen the media being, the mainstream media being directed, directly tackled. So they appear more inclusive, mm -hmm. you know. So it's hard to draw mm -hmm. to today's experience and say, yeah. oh, the media is not representative, the media is portraying these negative things. But having lived through it, this is now the effect we're living in. Having, ha, 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 had the media had caused it in the past, which is why they now have to change now to give us new effects, you know? And it's like, this internalized hate within individuals that are the ones supposing to wield power, because it's always the powerful mm -hmm. <laughs> that is afraid, mm -hmm. you know? So it kind of makes me laugh, is that it's such a tragic irony, you know, the powerful, so afraid of individuals based on their, their collective colour and the yeah. energy they're giving them, but it's natural to understand because the energy of people who do not believe that they are the oppressed, mm -hmm. where and then you have someone who believes that they're the oppressor, that oppressor is going to get frustrated. Why are you not being oppressed by me? Yeah. I'm oppressing you. Yeah. You should be oppressed. feeling yeah. shit and oppressed. Yeah. Why are you confident? Yeah. Why, why, you, why are you, you so happy? Why, why are you rising? Next time anyone asks me why I'm so happy, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm just going to look at them and smile. I'm never going to give them an answer because I've identified an oppressor. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why I'm so happy. Ask yourself why are you not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it feels oppressive to me. Mm -hmm. Like, they're almost trying to ask, ask me the way, what are you happy for? Mm -hmm. and, but even off that point, we need to end SARS. And to end SARS, we need to develop <sighs> new habits. We need to develop these new habits. Mm -hmm. Fast, fast. Mm -hmm. Bro, it's, um, yeah. Firstly, no. the NSARS hashtag and stuff is very new. But I think the reality of the, the, thing condition. That, the condition of SARS is very old. And um, I'm not going to obviously stand here and say, like, oh, I've known about the plight of young Nigerian brothers and sisters for a long time. This is actually the first time I've ever heard about it. Um, obviously, also being from the diaspora, I'm fully aware of police brutality on the continent in that kind of way. Um, usually, I see it manifest via, you know, small bribes and all that kind of stuff. But the magnitude of what's going on in Nigeria with, you know, literally people being murdered by the police, state-sponsored murdered, murder, by the police for things as little as having an iPhone or dreadlocks or or, or, or tattoos, symbols of you know just you know, affluence, affluence of liberty, liberty, independence. I think that independence is a way it is. As well. Robs them off the rob them off the wrong way. Imagine me just haters, you know. But, but it's, it's it's funny because you know we've had there's been a theme this year with the stuff that we've spoken about from the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff as to black people not allowing to be free, fully free in mm -hmm. the country that we, we, we in the countries that we live in America, America, the US America and the UK. But to hear about it on the actual continent, I know some people must be thinking, right, wait, police brutality in Africa, I thought that's supposed to be 
the place where we're all supposed to escape to because of the fuck who's here. But to understand Nigeria, you have to understand where Nigeria came from and how Nigeria was created and how the systems such as policing and stuff were created and who funds these systems, who funds the police. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's a stretch and I'm, I'll be happy to argue or debate this with anyone that the legacies of colonialism and imperialism are very much entrenched in the issues that are going on in Nigeria today with police brutality. Even the name, the name oh. Nigeria itself mm-hmm. entrenches and delivers colonialism every mm-hmm. time. It's never, it never doesn't hit. It, yeah. it never misses. Yeah. It always hits colonialism. Yeah. The moment you say Nigeria, you hit colonialism. Yeah. They live interchangeably. Yeah, it's mad. Like it's all entrenched, bro. Like the policing and the way in which. Nigerian uh, officers police, particularly this unit, the SARS unit. Who taught them how to police as well? well? This is it. <laughs> and this is the thing. And you have to really delve no, into this stuff. That there was a thought there. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's, um, it's, yeah, you know, I know some people might be listening and thinking, right, like, how the hell did we take this from a Nigerian policing issue to things back, as to, as Britain. Well, back to Britain? Because this is um, where the history is here. But this is it. And there's not even a need to say that, oh, you know, it's the Met that's involved or it's, you know, it's, it's, what I'm saying is police brutality, obviously, and obviously that's not even taking agency away from uh, the directly elected officials in Nigeria um, who go on to appoint police commissioners, etc., etc., and them not obviously stamping this out of their police uh, systems, etc., etc. But what we're saying is, it's not far-fetched to see there's a direct link between the colonial past, imperialism, neo-imperialism, and how systems like policing in these in these, <laughs> like in these recently yeah, liberated recently liberated. Because don't forget, Nigeria only celebrated its sixtieth uh, and uh, independence anniversary on a couple of weeks ago. Sixtieth. Mm-hmm. Some people's grandparents are older than 60. So I think people always need to keep that in, in check. And I'm always conscious of that when we're talking about Africa and the development of Africa and all these kind of things that, you know, I'm from Ghana. And Ghana being the oldest, most uh, independent country, we still haven't even hit 70 years yet. The funny thing is, so, yeah, a lot of people don't even believe that there were slaves from Nigeria. People don't even know that there were slaves. People, slaves came from Nigeria. Yeah, of course they did. Not a lot of people know that. That's crazy. It's not a common history. Oh, People know that Nigeria is independent, but they don't know what it's really independent from. Yeah, a lot of the history has really been destroyed. Yeah. This is how yeah. it was destroyed, though, yeah. because they uh, killed them in Africa. They killed the people that would be able to teach yeah. people of the records, the yeah. history, the primitive civilization ways of civilization mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they were under threat and duress from mm-hmm. alien forces. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. because obviously they were living. Mm-hmm. in a way that was successful and available to them in order for it to attract enemies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was an attractive place mm-hmm. which sought and caught many people's eyes and then it's the typical nature of when a person or individuals or a group believe that they're entitled to something because of how much of an impression that thing or feeling left on them. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels as though you must be mine or I have to possess you. It's a very beautiful continent that was mismanaged, the same as what everything else that's going on. 
that has been touched by Western imperialism in general. Okay. And it's very important to talk about these things now because mm -hmm. we are seeing the effects of those things now. Mm -hmm. And you cannot continue, like we cannot continue to discuss things without understanding where they've come from. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we won't know what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. like, nobody goes to the doctor who just treats them for cold for no matter what they've got. Treats them with cold symptoms, no matter what they've got. I've got a headache, oh, take take cold pill. Yeah. I've got a tummy, take a cold pill. I've broke my leg, take a cold You don't do that. Yeah. You have to see what's going on there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, it's knowing that you have to do this, but clearly now, the patience wasn't there for people. Whereas, mm -hmm. as opposed to this time now, you've seen some beautifully organised demonstrations taking place yes. right here in London City, yeah. United Kingdom, yeah. as well as domestically mm -hmm. in Lagos. Yeah. And all over different citizen states yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah. And they say it's a youth uprising. Mm -hmm. But realistically, it's not just the youth. Mm -hmm. that are being targeted is people that are not have access to British diplomats and the British influence that are being marginalised. A lot of individuals in Nigeria now that do advocate for SARS, you'll find are elderly. Mm -hmm. You'll find have lots of lucrative deals and business, yeah. business and interests. Interest. Yeah. And it is within their interests to keep the market easy fishing ground for themselves so you can see why they're happy to turn a blind eye mm -hmm. but then they're so blinded they cannot see that the place where they're trying to live like kings is hell that they're creating mm -hmm. they're creating they want to live like kings in hell rather than trying to live like kings and queens in, he in the heavens so it's it's really a backwards thing and um it's unimaginable. It's unimaginable. Like, it's unimaginable. And don't get twisted. Don't get twisted. Like, SARS did come about because of robberies, real life robberies, yeah. real life brutal robberies were taking yeah. place and do take place to this day in Nigeria. Of course. But there's a way to do things when you say you're on the right side. Yeah. There's a way to do things when you say you save the people. You don't then become the people you are capturing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The oppressors then becoming the, opp the oppressed now becoming the oppressors, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, you know, this obviously also segues from a conversation in our last po last podcast. So, for those that tuned into our last podcast, we advise you to go back and listen to it again, where we had the discussion about exploitiveness and stuff, and uh, these, these uh, officers be exploiting. Um, definitions of power but then I saw something that was quite interesting and I've been trying to get up again uh, in regards to the state of policing in Nigeria as in what these officers the, what we call the bobbies on the beat wherever how much they're paid and stuff mm -hmm. to do their jobs see you, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to my mum about this and yeah. she brought it up a lot because she actually has a lot of friends that are in the police in Nigeria. Okay. okay. And they're struggling. They're struggling, bro. But they're they can't struggling. eat. They can't. Like, I'm looking at the, I looked at the numbers and if I get the numbers, I'll say it to you. 
I look at the numbers and like, like you know, obviously I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna be do comparable wages from UK and mm-hmm. Nigeria. Obviously, it's not comparable. But from my understanding, from speaking to some of my Nigerian friends, those kind of wages for Nigeria are extremely low, especially for the kind of work they've been told to do, and they're of and also but then also the authority that they're given. Mm-hmm. These people are given guns. That's what happened. Live about. ammunition. To go on the streets, and that's police the, for that's pittance, the, yeah, for pittance, and told make sure our country is safe, and then think this is all interlinked. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying that it's when it's we talk, when we talk about Africa, and we talk about you know these nations, and of course, these places are not above criticism because of because of our connection to them and stuff. But when you when you look at that, the numbers taken away from the tragedy. When you look at the numbers and how much these people are paid and stuff, and the job they're told to do, you start to think to yourself, wait, this police officer here is paid, I saw something in the lower, like five or nine thousand pounds a year, something like that. I'll confirm the numbers again. And then knowing that Nigerian senators are some of the wealthiest and highest paid politicians, in elected politicians in the world. Well, like, we're talking about millions, or we're talking about senators, bro. And they're getting millions in dollars. We're talking about dollars. Not Naira, dollars. Not Naira, dollars. And you start to think, okay, cool. So clearly there's something wrong with the system. And of course, we all need to keep protesting. We but keep don't remember, this system is imported. Of course it democracy is. Democracy isn't something that no. is African. Not the democracy that we are told is but the, the democracy to follow. Yeah, because yeah, this democracy we have here is called the rep- representative democracy. Representative this democracy. is far from a direct democracy. I 100% agree. 100% agree. People forget that universal suffrage only came... In twentieth century, yeah, was it twentieth century, or was it? The, yeah, the after the war, yeah, after yeah. The, after twentieth century. century yeah. Like women weren't even allowed to vote in this country, mm-hmm. in this country over like just over a little over hundred years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was like nineteen eighteen, something like yeah. that. That universal suffrage came in, yeah. or nineteen twenty one, something like that. Yeah, but then it's like people are being told that we live in a democracy here in mm-hmm. the UK and that people are living in a democracy in America mm-hmm. and that in other countries they're not living in a democracy those other countries are wrong mm. but democracy itself is it right? the way that we have been ta- it's been taken to us the idea of it might be right don't get it wrong the idea of it sounds beautiful people getting a chance to vote but that's not the only concept that can give you those choices mm-hmm. That's a concept that can give you those choices, but they're forced on people mm-hmm. to serve a little bit of people because democracy works right now for people in power. Yeah. But the purpose of democracy is for power to be spread. Mm-hmm. So why isn't democracy in a situation where all people are in power mm-hmm. so it works for them? It's in a position where some people are in power and it works for those some, doesn't mm-hmm. work for those few. So Nigeria is a blanket example of what Western democracy looks like when it's really undressed. Mm. When you pull it back and make it look naked, when you take off its corset, when you take off my man's toupee, because it's not a woman, democracy. Democracy is a man. Because they used to wear those corsets. Corsets were reserved for men mm-hmm. back in their time. Mm-hmm. Those fat men that want to conquer different lands. So would you say it's the frustration of just how Nigeria is ran 
is causing or has led to this moment that we're living through today. Yeah, because it's, it's run inefficiently. Mm-hmm. They've got a place with abundance where people don't really need the government mm-hmm. because they were living already, they didn't need the government. And now there's a government there that's mm-hmm. forcing people to need them mm-hmm. through exposing them to mass wealth and incomplete mass wealth. Because these lot are all dependents. Mm-hmm. All these senators and states, they all have other business interests that they represent that are bankrolled by, you know, British companies, American companies. German companies, Dutch companies, Belgium companies, French companies, fucking French companies, bro. So they're bankrolling these senators. So it's even the senators' interest uh-huh. to keep the police in law and to keep the certain areas low. Otherwise, yeah, it's those industries that they're thriving off will change. Because what happens when quality of life changes? The industries change. So businesses that aren't adaptable get moved on. These old people don't want to keep changing. They want to stay how it is. And in that in that laziness, it's causing injustice for our planet and the future of individuals, in my, you know, in my respectable opinion. So obviously like we said earlier, we know the 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 consequences or the the things surrounding SARS, so the police brutality has been happening for years. We know this has been happening for years. Bribery, everything. For years. But, but obviously now it's come to a head where the youth have come onto the streets. Would you say that's in direct correlation with the events that's happened this year across the world, including involving us as the people of the diaspora? Yes, definitely. But I won't say it's how people might think it is. Mm. The perspective I'm going to take on here is the perspective of Choices come from actions. Actions are either proactive or reactionary. Yeah, and after a certain amount of time, you have time to and a way to express these things. There's been like states of lockdown in Nigeria and whatnot, and people still feel liberal. You know, it should be a choice still. Not everyone's votes for this government. This government doesn't serve all of its people. So this time has given opportunity for you know, like agents of the state get more power. So agents of the state, like police officers, soldiers, any civil service, national guards, anyone that does a job for the government is an agent of the state. So this time has given increased powers to agents of the state globally. So we've seen a lot more tragedies at the hand of the government. Let's remove the police here. The police are the hands of the government. <laughs> so... Yeah. They've, the government's done it. Any government of the days are, are responsible for their atrocities, you know. So there's now more opportunity for them to commit these crimes than they have been. But not only is that opportunity arise there, but people are having to live with nothing on top of these tragedies because the world isn't moving, so they can't move on. <laughs> they can't just forget because the world has stopped. They can't even go out, can't even go mourn. But their friends now are getting their houses raided while they've been told to lock down. So imagine the government team stay at home and then now you're staying at home, police are now coming to your house to kill you. So they have no choice. Tactically, mm-hmm. they've been backed into a corner mm-hmm. of I'm about to die. Mm-hmm. Lots of them are living in that fear. Mm-hmm. I'm about to die. And then you see the police officers and they speak very like British military discipline. They have to listen. When we speak to that's it, it's just authoritarianism, mm. militarism, mm-hmm. you know. 
this type of militarism, the power and bravado comes a lot from bullets and guns. Mm -hmm. And we know who's selling that the most to the whole world. Mm -hmm. America and the UK. They are the ones that shot guns mm -hmm. globally. They're knowing for selling, they call it arms. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They try to do, but they, the UK and the USA are known around the world by their peers mm -hmm. for selling weapons. Arms leaders, yeah. So these arms is what's giving everyone the bravado. Like not everyone, not every country makes arms at the way that no. the, the, So they're creating this. It's not that there's a demand for it. There's a mass supply for it. And then the demands engineered by hostile by creating hostile environments for people. Interesting, isn't it? Because these guys are made in real factories, bro. Like there's millions, billions, trillions of pounds dedicated to manufacturing mm -hmm. weapons to kill people. Because it's not weapons for hunting. No. The nine millimeters aren't going to be used for hunting. No. And they're one of the most produced. So these they're making weapons designed to kill human beings, and then supplying the world with it and telling people to do brazen things on their behalf and saying listen we're going to support you with <laughs> of course we got guns <laughs> you want guns <laughs> is it guns you want senator in order for you to secure that this land shall remain unwatered and un ungardened i'll give you guns later waste so it gets interesting for them that they sell so many arms, but it's not even run directly by the government because they don't have the full interest of the private person still. By being a member of the government, by necessity, your power is checked. So it's run by private firms. So instead, the government of the day in the, in the UK and the US, rather than them having to intercept and say stop, they keep getting to power now and again like Tory's been power for the last 10 years now and what they've, been, what they've done is they've deregulated how these things are made for their mates and their private companies and then they get paid through hedge funds those hedge funds are really their businesses and shells it's not conspiracy it's business acumen it's something I would do <laughs> do you know why? Mm -hmm. because this is how you win you get it would I want to win like this? No. But it seems as though because this information is out there and people write books on it, like people like Chomsky, Noam Chomsky write books on Chomsky, it. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn speaks on it regularly. You know, so to name, there's like been many, many others to speak on, which I'll start to mention. Their information, they've been given information to people like yourself and myself and to the wider public for many, many years. And it's, suppressed you know it's suppressed by the oppressors and it's suppressed by individuals like me and yourself because they don't want to hear the hard truth so people that do know the truth are left in the position of being a mona or having to put themselves through self-suffering i say enough of that thrive in your knowledge and bask in it accumulate power and aim to accumulate strength so that by the time you're in a powerful position, you can create the life you want. And hopefully, if that knowledge has kept your heart clean and pure, by the time you become in that power, your reality will be as you want it. So, you know, we need to end SARS and we need to change our habits. Let's change our habits. 
we need to recognize that the truth is hard to take. We've betrayed ourselves. We've been betraying ourselves for years. So give yourself a move on and tackle what's in front of us. So what do you think the ending of SARS, what does it look like? Because I've seen developments where I think uh, the president of Nigeria, Buhari, has come out and he said that SARS has been ended but then been replaced with what's now called SWAT, which is basically SWAS light. It's essentially SWAT, SWAS, SARS, but in a different name. Yeah, because American. Name. Yeah. So now Nigerians and other people, you know, myself included, are asking, so what does it look like? Do they just disband the whole unit altogether and then displace those officers or just reapply, re, yeah, reapply, redeploy, sorry, those officers in the SARS unit into other units? Because it's obviously it's a big it's 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 a bigger it's it's bigger than SARS, if we're being honest. It's yeah. bigger than SARS. It's the whole system is rotten. Um, it's it's exploitative, exploiting Nigerians, uh, who they think have money or don't have money. It doesn't matter. But it's exploiting Nigerians. Um, you know, because bro, if this what's happening with SARS at the moment. I was gonna say if this happened in Navi in, in like England or America, which it does, but it manifests in a different kind of way. We would be calling it racism and all this other stuff. In Nigeria, I think some people find it difficult to discuss because it's like what do they pin this to? It's not necessarily classism, because they're actually targeting everyone. Well anyone that they deem to be obviously if you're obviously we know in Nigeria there's there's uh, a, a social structure mm -hmm. so if you're like, the son of a politician or something probably won't get touched but if you're a young nigerian rapper, rapper you probably will get moved to you know even if even though you've done shows in america or whatever you've got money you probably will get moved mm -hmm. to so it's not classism obviously it's not racism um it's not tribalism necessarily as well so what is it's literally just down to just being exploitative and exploiting their power within yeah, no. Within, yeah. within the, um, uh, within the social, the social construct or whatever that they, um, they, 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 they live in, and the uh, and the powers that have been given to them by, uh, the officials. officials. Yeah. So what? So when we say end SARS, I've seen some people post, okay, well, end SARS, but they also need to make sure that you know. At least it'd be a look into how money is distributed in Nigeria to certain communities and stuff. Um, you know, people arguing that there's still light off or what you look called nepotic. There's a nepotic light in Nigeria? Yeah. Oh, that's what I was like, oh, Okay, nepotic light. All these things. So there's things that Nigerians are just, obviously, the young, the youth of Nigeria are fed up. And we spoke about this again, maybe two podcasts or three podcasts ago, how as Africa is the youngest continent in the world youngest continent in the world yet the average age of leaders of Africa of African nations and the oldest. Are, 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 the old, are some of the oldest in the world because Africans live for long they've always well, lived for long of course we should know <laughs> we thank God and we pray that continues so to happen. the reason why it's the youngest continent is because their parents have all been killed the mm. generations have been wiped out mm. 10s 20s 30s mm. of years people that are adequate they're wiped out by machine guns you know 
yeah, to the, to up until the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Up until, through, through, yeah, up until the liberation and stuff, of that. Yeah, yeah no, they were true. up no, until right. and even after then. So how does it look? How does the end of global oppression look? Mm-hmm. Of class oppression like that? Yes. For me, the answer will and always has been education and training. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. still freedom. Mm-hmm. Don't take away people's freedom because they need mm-hmm. to learn and train. Mm-hmm. Pay them. People in Europe pay people to learn all the time. Yep. And they have the best doctors now. But 30 years ago, they didn't. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, within 30 years, countries that were more deprived mm-hmm. but have become sustainable through exploitation of Africa are now able to like retrain their own self so they become self-sufficient so then they've used exploitation and then kind of been like let's be able to do it ourselves whereas in countries like Britain and the USA they reject that training and I mentioned USA and America, UK and USA again to deal with mm-hmm. Nigeria because directly a lot of their kind of policies are made due to the business interests that come from the USA and the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the industry that is there for them to make the money, they need to just take the orders, isn't it? Otherwise, they don't get paid by the Americans or the UK. Mm-hmm. So until there's a kind of more global value in that education and training or else within that liberty you're free to pay them to train people pay taxes for a reason that like pay them to train like there's enough money you know to give politicians pay rises and stuff like that and this so, is you know and i bro i 100 agree with you i'm a big advocate for education that's the only a, way to end bro, anything I, negative I, bro i thought like, i 100 when you agree. see a wound it's not every day you amputate it you treat the wound, yeah, you treat the wound. <laughs> so you yeah. have to treat yeah. sars yeah to end anything you have to treat it uh-huh. treating is something positive that's uh-huh. why you treat people that's true you, so to tend to this like would be to tend to any wound you have to treat it even amputation is a form of treatment. Yeah, okay, you know I mean, so, essentially, yeah. But what I'm saying is, and I agree with you there, but you have to definitely do education to that point. But it's like those poor it's, Nigerian it's, it's, so police officers that work for Start. Yeah, they're so like baffling in the way they physically like, move. If you when you watch them on camera, there's bro, been lots of so you can see so that they you can see that they just lack. Ooh. Coherency, something exactly just it's normal. You get that coherency, bro. I saw some videos, and this guy's shooting like he's in some Nollywood movie, like up and down, moving mad, shooting we live animation. Video, oh, live animation into crowds, you know, crowds of people. And I was like, right, that's mad. Like, that is mad. Again, if we saw that shit in America, we'd be criticizing America, saying America, what the fuck, did all this kind of stuff. So, no, Nigeria deserves that same criticism, and the police department, uh. I think, I think it was in Lagos deserve that same criticism but um, like the country isn't even named after itself still mm, so yeah, that's one thing who is controlling yeah. the government you've yeah. got to deep it like like people were given roles of authority through their ability to ex- to exact British rule up until 60 years ago mm-hmm. it's going to take more than 60 years ago 60 years for that transition to leave mm-hmm. there's still individuals of interest of money for exploitation in Africa mm-hmm. that's why along with ending SARS we're looking at ending a lot of the atrocities mm-hmm. that are going on within the African continent 
Yep, the exploitation of, of Nigeria's natural resources, especially oil from uh, international uh, companies uh, that don't even base Nigeria, um, from political, uh, we definitely need to reconfigure the, the the way po- politicians are paid millions mm-hmm. of pounds and stuff like that. And look and at Congo. Is, bro, and this is what I'm trying to say. So, like, the conversation is wider. Obviously, what I love about all these conversations we've been having this year in particular, they lead to wider discussions. So this must end, SARS must end, has led led to wider discussions and a spotlight of somewhat being shone on Africa. We know, as young Africans, that there are so many problems within Africa that when we speak to our cousins and family back home, they're like, this, that, that. One big thing, this is me going to Ghana now, when I speak to one of my cousins, I can't remember, it was something I saw about ambulances. It was like, she told me like, there was like 200 ambulances to service the whole of Ghana. Public ambulances, obviously there's private yeah. doctors and ambulances, but public, I was like, what? He said, people don't know that there's suffering going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, that's ridiculous. So, cool. Now you bring up Congo. Um, and let's not say we're finished talking about SARS, but you brought up Congo, but we know about these issues going in Congo. We've been knowing about these issues going in Congo. And, you Since know... It's Leopold from Belgium. It's, it's, oh, and, and, and this is it. And this is what it goes back to what you were saying, that the issues going in with SARS is directly linked to uh, British colonialism, imperialism, and neo-imperialism. So when we talk about Congo, Congo's problems are directly linked to Belgian colonialism. A hundred... And King Leopold's rule is directly Belgian, linked. He's, you can't, king. he's not a king. Well, demon. Yeah, demon Leopold, I agree. Devil Leopold. Devil, bro. You know how I feel anyway. But it's directly linked. It's directly linked. And, you know, we're, we're here today where we we got... Got like two iPhones between us, a, 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 an Android, a MacBook, and stuff. And we know that these, lights, these, huh? lights. lights. And, we, and we know these things can't operate without the precious metal cobalt. It's called co- cobalt, coltan, cobalt. Both. both, yeah, I think both. That's mined in Congo and aggressively mined in Congo and unethically mined in Congo. But we know the money's so high. This is it. They've not given the people a chance. They've not. They've said to those people that are in charge of the businesses. If you don't supply me this much amount, you're not getting nothing, and we're going to send people in because there's a gun to their throat. They've been the thing is, yeah, a lot of people haven't been lived through being massacred. Unfortunately, some people have lived through massacres. Mm -hmm. The pain is unimaginable. Like people go through therapy for getting mugged in the street. They go through therapy for years from getting mugged. Some people put on weight, can't go to work lose friends do years of things up from being mugged in the streets of London <laughs> in these African continents which are still at the hands of exploitation today and by the hands of a lot of indigenous residents there is hundreds of years of trauma of brutal trauma of heads being cut off to satisfy like egos of a lack of value for one's life you know mm. and it's the scale of it those will happen out millions of people some people have lived through that they've, they've, they've had by, by necessity their existence today means that one of their ancestors lived through the massacres so 
that trauma gets passed on through culture and behavior. The things I'm teaching my kids is, doesn't matter how safe you are, <laughs> at any moment an alien can come and rattle your life. You know, so the lack of value for life that we're seeing in these, in these, in these countries, it, there is a cause and effect. There's, there's a reason why. You know, and we can't keep aiming to, you know, when we politically dissect and analyse these kind of events that take place, look at it in the same scope as things happening in other countries that haven't been through such recent and current tragedies. Like, there's countries we're talking about that are still being bombed mm -hmm. because of the arms that are being sold by mm -hmm. in this in the country. Mm -hmm. There's still current civil wars you know? going on. On the continent, yeah. You know, and it's like, come on, man. What's the solution? We have to train and educate ourselves because no one, we can't. I, bad people aren't going to stop being bad because you ask them to be mm -hmm. nicely. Mm -hmm. You can't beg, please give me my sweets. No, let them take your sweets, then come back with different sweets. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's education, that's, that's power, that's finding your time, that's learning, that's training, that's growth. You can't beg for your sweets back. You've got to learn, make sure your sweets don't get taken next time. Be even thankful that that person took your sweets and not your life. Learn your lesson. Don't, it is life. Some people are more hungry. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm saying, it's all linked. When you think about the, the things like, okay, Congo's, what's happening in Congo at the moment um, what's happening in Nigeria at the moment for me all these things are linked to two things I can think of right now capitalism but also the inherent anti-blackness that was created by the West and spread around the world that because black people 100% can be also be anti-black and I'm sure... A lot of the time they are. A lot, and a lot of the time they are. Especially in current life. Exactly. So, things like that can happen. And that's what to say again, and the reason I say capitalism first, is to say, it's not to say that the people, the, the children in Congo, the women and the men in Congo, which, who are being used and exploited to mine uh, these metals, aren't being exploited, are being exploited only purely because of the reason that they're black. The people being exploited in China and India, etc., etc., but capitalism and anti-blackness go hand in hand when we talk about these exploitations. And when we're talking about, you know, also again, we, even us, we benefit so much, like saying we've got iPhones, etc., etc. And it's easy for us because we're here in the comfort of our homes in England to turn a blind eye to the fuckery that's going on back home. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, I'm very aware of that. And again, you know, I always say when you when when you're people like us that I, I would say are aware politically aware whatever you want to call it, you end up becoming a walking hypocrite because there are things that you we benefit from, but that also go against our core beliefs and values, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's something that's hard to deal with. But it's hard trade off, hard it's, balance, it's, it's crazy. A, yeah, it's a it's, it's a balance, and mm -hmm. I think you know. Because you ostracize yourself. This is it. From from influence, from competing, from influence yeah. by not having the latest tools. Yeah. Or is it that you do something radical and commit yourself to this type of life without exactly knowing? That. 
You know what I mean? And it's a hard one. It's, yeah. a, it's, 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 it's uh, bro. You you said it there perfectly. There, you summed it up perfectly. Do you reckon you can say it again? Like, how you just said it? I like that you said it there yeah. perfectly, bro. And it's true. And it's a hard balance. But as you know, it's yeah. It's um just the world that we live in today. Um. Yeah, like, and it's just great to see that the youth are taking the yeah. power into their hands. Yeah. And the youth isn't necessarily to say people that are of a young age. It's the youth are people that have a spirit for life. The youth are people that believe in the life of the world and don't believe in their life of their ego, per se. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the youth believe that the world is the master. Whereas how I would describe people that don't associate themselves with being youthful at mm-hmm. some, when in, in, at some point in their lives, mm-hmm. I'd say they're the people that are, are stealth, stagnant, mm-hmm. and aiming for the world to rotate about them because they're tired of serving the master of the world and are aiming to become the master of but <laughs> The world is the master. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this leads to the same thing, to the same extension that's gone on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's exploitation. It's Celebrate the fact that people are more conscious. Yes. Because they keep hope. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Because nothing is ever too late.